what's up everyone welcome back to the why not us podcast my name is carter kramer to my left here big mike mcgowan how are you, sir? Good, man. How's it going? Ah, I, I'm great. Yeah. It's chilly in here. You can tell I'm... I'm just, what is wrong with you? Dude, it's, I don't it's... have layers of insulation. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be clear on what the insulation truly is. <laughs> wow. Are you talking about the back hair? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get rid of that soon enough, my friend. I'm happy. I, I told you, I'm happy to. Happy, very happy to. Well, I would love to see that live. Especially uh, when you're grimacing face. Well, so, okay, so how many people want to actually see that? If you follow us enough, you know that there was a bet and that I won. So he got his head shaved, which is why he's wearing a skull cap. Yeah. Because he's true. freezing cold in 60 degrees. It's like being naked after having, dude, I had a lot of hair, bro. There mm-hmm. was, it took like when I saw the amount of hair on the floor and it looked like a dead badger was laying down there, I was like, oh, whoa, I needed that for a while. It's a honey badger. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it had a mind of its own. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So we've had, uh, we've been on a little rip of, of recording episodes. Yeah. We've had some really good ones, uh, some great guests that I feel like oh, are yeah. going to be awesome to listen to. Positive. We got some more good people coming up here yet today. Yep. Um, but let, we're going to do a little pod here with just you and I, and this actually started with a discussion that we brought up in another podcast. We, right? We've we've teased this one several times. So yeah. if you if you remember, we talked about um, uh, crime in cities. You know, once upon a time on a live, we've talked about where cities are spending their money, students versus, or where states are spending their money, states, uh, students yep. versus, you know, corrections. Once upon a time. And we talked on a live recently, a couple weeks ago, about Smith and Wesson yep. and fleeing a blue state for a red state. Yeah. So it just well, it's all kind of culminated theme. into this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is a common theme. You know, Smith and Wesson one example, but you've got the Tesla discussion, right? Yeah. Leaving California, going yeah. to Texas. I mean, there's there's uh, example after example. So it, it really makes you think. Yep. You know what is what is the driving force? Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a you know chief executive of that organization. They they did a survey with seven hundred CEOs, and it was done in twenty twenty two, so a year ago. Just gonna get right into it, huh? Oh yeah, no and fun, no no con- no banter. You're just gonna get right into the stats. Didn't we already do that, bro? You're getting super serious. With okay, your, okay, fine. Just with go your ahead. Bald head. Didn't we already do that? <sighs> anyway, fine. go ahead. So you know, listed Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Arizona, North Carolina as the top states for uh, for organizations to move to for business. California, New York, Illinois. New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Washington as the worst for business. So you've got red states listed as the best. Yes. Blue states listed as the worst. And and so far as I can tell, this platform, this organization, chief executive, doesn't necessarily lean one way or the other. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a survey company. They do, they write articles about business, about, you know, achieving and and doing well in business and tricks of the trade and all that kind of stuff for high level executives. Yeah. So it doesn't really lean one way or the other that I could, that I could see. Yeah. And, and look, man, we, we found this out even when we were talking about state budgets, we were talking about, you know, it was very apparent. I mean, this is a culmination of multiple things that we've discussed that is the reason that we wanted to do a whole podcast talking about this particular issue because it really stemmed all the way from looking at how there's there's a common deficit in blue state budgets that they seem to be okay with and in red states there seems to be a surplus of capital in a lot of cases right where they're trying to reinvest and and come up with new ways and create those those um i'll say you know 
uh, successful budgets so that they have, they can kind of continue to grow the budget, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Hey, if we've got money left over, we can look for ways to try to utilize that to help our state, to help our citizens in our state reinvest, reinvest. So, so that's the perfect way to right, say it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So right. in a sense, instead of going all, you know, there's, there's two different ways to look at this, right? It's, it's, Hey, if we've got an excess after we've, we've completed our budget and done our, you know, completed the projects and the things we want to do within that budgetary or that fiscal budget, fiscal year budget, you know, what's the, the flip side of that is, well, we don't have enough money. We need right. more money. We need more money. We got to increase taxes. We should do other things to generate more revenue. You know what I mean? So there's two totally different outlooks here. Um, and again, we're, this is going to continue to create a gap in my opinion, as we see successful companies that yeah. are contributing uh, significant amounts of tax dollars, payroll tax, income tax of employees, sales tax, property tax, all the things that come with has, having a lot of employees in a business, that all of a sudden you take that whole big thing and move it somewhere else. I feel like we're going to see this situation happen where we're seeing this separation become more and more apparent. You, you, Do you, you agree? Know, you, you know, it's interesting. I, I agree to an extent. Okay. Right. So I think, I think it gets a little more colorful. I'm just going to use that word. Yeah. Okay. Kind of down the road as we, as, as I went through, you know, all of this, all these facts and figures. And as I kind of dissected everything, I think it gets a little more colorful toward the conclusion. Okay. Explain the best that. Way to say it. So, so why, why are why are so many businesses you know fleeing let's call them blue states and going to red states so so what so first of all Re regulation red tape right yeah, well pro, th those red states are more, always more they're they're pro business more pro business right and and let's let's be very clear the I don't care if you're a blue state or or a red state the you have a choice to make as a, as a state government as to whether yeah. you want to be pro-business or you don't want to be pro-business. If you don't want to be pro-business, what are you typically? You're pro, you know, you know, cultural impact, societal impact, right? And, and I think it, too, goes, it goes all the way to things like um, large, large union organizations true, versus true. smaller contracting true. companies, you know, that may not have the same capacity to do large projects as one true. individual company. There's there's pros and cons to both. So for sure. it, so it's interesting because having worked for a couple of companies that were multi-state, right? Yeah. Um, across all fifty or whatever, we always knew like in Texas, like the the, the state always had our back. Yes. But we knew in let's call it Massachusetts, we knew they had the employees back. Yeah. So there's a choice there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so why why are so many companies domiciled in Delaware? Right. Because there's friendly, friendly legislation. Right. Right. Absolutely. Businesses. Right. Yeah. You see it in places like Montana. You see it, you know, you're seeing more yep. and more people just yep. kind of openly open businesses yep. in those states that are very friendly. Some of it's tax related. Some of it's more just well, red tape related. There's multiple different reasons, I think. Good point. So the in that survey, the 10 states that businesses are moving most to yeah. have a median income tax of 3.9%, 3.8%. The 10 yeah. states with the biggest population loss have an 8% average rate. You got four points. Significant. Four yeah, plus well, points. We've been talking a lot lately about, you know, what does three to four points mean in interest rates or what does three to four right. points mean in inflation, right? Three to four points is Off your income. gigantic. Correct. Yes. When you're talking about big numbers, over, those are big dollars. Over the course of a year? Absolutely. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, we talked about, you know, the Smith & Wesson thing, 860 some million dollars in revenue. Yep. What's what's the difference between four percent of that man? That's a big number. It's a big number, and those are just averages. So you know that there's some in the blue that are way above eight, and you know some in the red that are probably below that three point eight. Absolutely, and, and right. here's what I think is interesting too, Mike. When we talk about that difference in in tax rates, if there was a huge um, 
uh, tangible benefit to mm-hmm. paying the additional tax, we wouldn't see these companies bailing. Right, but where but where's that where's all that excess money go excess tax money going? Great question. It's funding union pensions. It's funding infrastructure that's falling apart and crumbling because they, they haven't addressed it in 40 years. Right. Right. So a lot of that is trying. They're trying to make the worker better or they're trying to, you know, enhance the infrastructure. They're trying to do yeah. things with it. But it's it's so broken because it's government. It doesn't work. Right. So right. guess what? We have to raise taxes again because it didn't work last time. Yeah. So yeah, another crazy, man. another factor in that is that me, you know, construction of of new of new buildings and stuff in red states is much more. There's less red tape. Yeah. Right. And there's usually more tax incentives. You know, you get Correct. some breaks in there to spend your own money to help yep. improve and things like infrastructure. Like here, you know, in Iowa, for example, if you're going to do one of these projects and you're going to spend a, there's some help that you can go out and get. Right. Sure. There's, there's things sure. like TIF and other opportunities to be able to get. It's kind of a tax abatement, so to speak. Yep. Um, in turn, you're expected to hey improve all the infrastructure leading up to your project connect to the existing infrastructure in a way that's approved you know there's a, there you do so, yeah. you're held to some standards right, right to be able to get those tax incentives yep um so it's kind of a give and take scenario sure i understand that uh but but if if you have lower construction costs right guess what your me- the median home price is less mm-hmm. just for for a, for a, a typical average family right yeah. that housing is going to cost less and when housing costs less guess what the cost of living overall is going to be less. Absolutely. Lower sales tax, lower income tax, lower property tax, probably lower home costs. Yeah. Right. So it's cheaper to live in some of these more red states. And, and that also has to do with why I think some people, you know, are moving to some of these red states. Mike is also the fact that, more employees are willing to move to those states. In a lot of cases, it's easier to draw in employees, yep. especially higher level employees. I think you look at these states, you know, I mean, it's not really that hard. You know, here in Iowa, we're at a huge disadvantage, right? It's like to try to communicate to somebody, hey, come move to Iowa. It's great. You know, they're like, oh, man, the weather sucks in the wintertime or, you know, there's there's negatives. Yep. But you look at these states, man, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Arizona, North Carolina, beautiful climates yeah great states with a lot of things to do um true where new england is miserable right but 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 at the same time at the same time california has some of the i think probably has the best weather in the nation yeah i would agree also one of the dirtiest places in the country true so another another, well speaking of you know beautiful places to live yeah energy costs in the northeast are out of our they've spiraled out of control and they have as well in california Right. Right. I mean, because of what regulation yep. added, you know, added tax to this, added tax to that, because we have to fund this yep. organization or we have to fund this oversight committee or we have to fund this watchdog or we have to create this initiative. Yeah. Right. Well, we so, talked to Tony, man, about the about the data center, yes. you know, utility usage and yep. like, dude, that's something people don't think about. And you start to think about the requirement of these utility companies to even to be able to support that, you know, everybody wants this, wants this, wants this and wants to have access and wants to have, you know, things at their fingertips. There's a price to pay for that too. And so those people have had to increase rates, I think, to support that. They yep. want to be able to, to support that, but it's like, the money's got to come from somewhere. So again, it kind of falls back onto the business owner. Right. In a lot of cases, the people right. using the utilities, it's a, it's a, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. I'll put it that way. There, there is, there is. And I, and I think something that's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. And I'm not going to, just going to say the last few months, I'm going to say the last two years. Okay. Is crime. Yeah. In, in these larger cities. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's out of control. Yeah. Right. I mean, you look at any, you look at any major city and, and let's, so Chicago is the, obviously the first one that comes to it's an mind. an easy target. Right. New York City. 
right? You're talking San Francisco. You're talking Los Angeles. Yep. Right. You're talking about a lot of these. You're talking D.C. Yep. You're talking Seattle. Minneapolis. Seattle. Portland. Yep. Right. So. Dude, the Twin Cities. Think about the Twin Cities. That was one of the biggest. I mean, that that was a huge upside down. Correct. Scenario. And still is. We're going to talk to a gentleman on the next one of the next recorded podcast, Nick Nelson. Yeah. Get to hear from him firsthand how it affected his business and how it affected him being able to yeah. operate. You know, the level of crime absolutely drove people away from yeah. that market. Yep. And one of the, the largest increase. So so violent crime has gone up everywhere in all of those places we just mentioned. Right. But it hasn't gone up as much as retail theft has gone up. Okay. Retail and property theft has gone up by double digits in so many of these places. Like Chicago, uh, motor vehicle theft is up 133%. Right? And, you know, burglary theft. Did you say 133 since when? In a year? This is 2023 over 2022. Holy shit, Mike. That's yeah. a pretty big jump. That's through the first six months of this year. And, and look, let's also talk about there's, there's other things that happened in Chicago during this time frame, which one of those was, say, they're going to change... Um, the crimes that are punishable by incarceration. Okay. Yep. And I don't know if you've seen some of that, but they, they, you're no longer able to be incarcerated for certain levels of what I could, would consider to be violent a lot, a or, lot, or aggressive crimes, aggressive misdemeanors, aggressive misdemeanors. Right. Uh, this, it expands that some of them are felonies and, and states, but they're, they're still saying, Hey, we're going to, we're not just going to incarcerate you. So, so anyway, again, accountability drops. These are the same cities. Chicago is one of those places to say defund the police. We don't want to support that. You know, right. all, all cops are bad. Then all of a sudden this crime, 133% increase in motor vehicle theft. Correct. Carjackings, basically. Why? I mean, doesn't that kind of make sense? I, if there's it, no it, accountability. That's what I mean. If there's not any consequences for these actions, why why aren't more people going to go out and think, right. oh, fuck it, I'm going to so, steal a car today? So so I want to get back to the prosecutor thing because I okay. think, I think yeah. that's important. But I found some stats on retail theft. So in nineteen or in 2022, $112 billion were lost in retail theft across the country. Wow. And by the way, and that was up from $94 billion in, in 21, right? Yeah. 91% of this theft is attributed to urban areas. So those places we just talked, those cities, wow. plus other cities, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, but I mean, we see it, we see it, what, nightly? On, oh, on, yeah. on broadcasts about, you know, flash mobs that, that go into a Lululemon store and, or an Apple store and yeah. they just break everything and they just steal everything. Yeah. And, and people are paralyzed. To, uh, employees, employees can't even like film them anymore, supposedly, or they get fired. Right. And you're not supposed to stop them. You're not supposed to do anything. Right. And that's, Ugh. you know, this some of this, you know, modern woke ideology right because it's racist if you would do that right it's racist if you would stop somebody from looting your store supposedly yeah right so but 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 look at this right so it's not sustainable grocery margins let's talk about grocery stores that these these kids run into and they strip the shelves you've seen the videos they strip the shelves and then they don't even take all the stuff they throw it on the ground they jump on top of it yeah can i can i say something really quick yeah because i think this is important those states listed, I was just looking at this, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Arizona, North Carolina. What's another thing that those states have in common is red states? They're pro-gun. Okay. They're pro-Second Amendment states. Yeah, and you just made the comment of you're not allowed to film, you know, film or, or we don't, we, hey, just, let it, just let it happen. Look, dude, these motherfuckers in Texas are stopping people. 
they feel like they at least have the right to stand up and say, dude, not here. Yep. Right. Not yep. going to happen, bro. Yep. And these other states, man, are some of the strictest. I mean, look at the list, man. The gun laws. I mean, the, these, Illinois, I mean California, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, and Washington, some of the, the most difficult places that have weird rules and policies in place to even be able to own certain types of weapons. Legally. Legally. Yep. And again, we both know that gun laws don't stop criminals from getting weapons that they want from the black market. That's right. So, I mean, it's just like drugs, right? I mean, yep. if there's a demand, people are going to find a way to get stuff done. You can't tell me that doesn't have something to do with this. Maybe you just brought that up and it hit me like in the forehead. It's like, dude, these people at least are moving this place going, hey, I can at least stand up for myself. Even if no one else is going to stand up for me, hey, I can defend my property and my family. I don't know. It's got to be part of this, right? Yeah. There's part of the reason there's less crime because there's guys going, dude, I don't need the cops here. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So I I was going to the grocery stuff, right? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sorry. I didn't mean that. That's that's an interesting point. So the margins are three to 5%. Yeah, which is nothing. Which is thin, right? So, and that's after slippage. That's logistical issues, losses from accidents, weather, et cetera. Okay. Right? The crime, the 112 billion of retail theft, right, has driven the slippage to six to 7%. Wow. Right? So guess what? It, it makes it makes retail unprofitable. I was going to say, or they have to charge more to consumers to be able to cover that correct. slippage. Correct. And we pay the consequences for that, That's right? Correct. Same reason you were talking about cost of living That's in correct. some of these places being through the roof, taxes being higher. And going back to what you said, there's no accountability, you know, with the, with, with yeah. the prosecutors. So why do cops want to arrest them? They don't. Now it's not going to stick. Right. So there's no accountability. The, the, the homes are broken, Ugh. right? Like wh- wh- this, it's this massive, vicious cycle. Right. And, and, and businesses are moving out of places like San Francisco. We talked about this. Yes. yes They're moving article. out of Chicago. Yeah. They're moving out of Los Angeles. They're yeah. leaving. Businesses are leaving. We talked about Smith and Wesson leaving Massachusetts, but now you've got the Whole Foods of the world and the, you know, the Walmarts of the world. Yes. Leaving these larger cities, these urban areas, and it's, and they're not paying taxes. They're not employing people. Right. They're not doing anything all, all because why? Because we don't want to we, disenfranchise young people who might steal. Yeah. Wow. And so, again, man, that, that saying that, that came from that letter from that San Francisco business owner and that, that statement of the tyranny of the minority correct. has been something that has stuck in my mind, yep. like glue. Yep. And, this is another one of those examples, right? It's like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna heed to the criminal so that we don't hurt someone's feelings. At the same time, we're gonna punish the yeah. the larger population that's benefiting from that business being available to them. Yep. Why, Mike? I I, I don't know. I I, I so don't that, get so it. that we can call ourselves progressive. So so that we can be enlightened. So that we can fix some perhaps a racial divide or a societal divide or a socio socioeconomic divide. Yeah. Right. That doesn't do that. Right. At all. No. no. So and, and a lot of it seems arbitrary. Right. Yeah. Like you saw that there was an L.A. deputy sheriff who got shot in his in his cruiser. Yeah. Like right outside the, 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 the sheriff's office. Yeah. Some guy randomly just rolled up, shot him, kept going. Awful, dude. They caught him, thankfully. Thank God. Right. But why? Well, I mean. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. So, so what a, a lot of these cities, so I'm going to, I'm going to pick on Chicago because like you said, it's an easy target. It is an easy target. And they, 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 they got rid of one mayor, you know, Lightfoot who was ultra progressive and was soft on crime and didn't do squat. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And brought that city from the great place that it is to the shithole that it is today. Yeah. Right. And then they elect some guy who's even more progressive, even more liberal, Brandon Johnson. 
Yes. Right. So what are so what does he do? He comes in and he's not he's not cracking down on crime. Not when vehicle motor vehicle theft is up 133 <laughs> percent over last year. Not when regular theft is up 15 percent over last year. Not when robbery is up 14 percent over last year. Right. He's not cracking down on crime. You know, vehicle theft. So what is he doing? He's suing Hyundai and Kia. Dude, I saw this and I about shit my pants. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> What a creative play. It's <laughs> a desperation. Explain it's, this. Explain yeah, this to the people that don't know so, what you're talking so, about. So they're alleging that both companies have failed to include, quote, industry standard engine immobilizer, end quote, in several models of vehicles, which resulted in a steep rise in crime. So it's because the hmm. car manufacturers didn't put a piece of, of, of what anti-theft deterrent or whatever in their cars. Yeah. And that's why more cars get stolen. Yeah. I can tell you one thing for certain. I can tell you one thing for certain. The number of car thefts in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, did not go up 133% because Kia and Hyundai didn't put that didn't in put that device in the cars during manufacturing. I mean, you're desperate, man, looking for someone to blame because of your shitty policies. Yeah. And so, and so, and so oh, like, these are, and those, these are, that's on hilarious. The actually. The yeah. It's, it's, it's comical. I know. I mean, how, how dumb are you, Mr. Johnson, Mayor Johnson? How dumb are you that you don't believe it's your populace like and and your lawlessness your is creating policies. your policies that are creating more car theft, more carjackings, yes. but rather you want to shift the blame, which something politicians are fantastic They're at. Good at diversion. Shifting the blame, yeah. right to car. The complaint, well, the complaint specifically accuses both companies of failing to equip their U.S. cars sold between 2011 and 2022 with vital anti-theft technology, stating that both companies deceptively assured consumers that these vehicles possess advanced safety features despite knowing about this critical defect and its consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So it's even saying that the companies screwed people over that bought their cars because the city knows you're going to, it's going to get stolen if it doesn't have this. It's incredible, man. I, I, you know, if you look at, if you look at their statistics, there's one statistic there where there was an improvement, I would say, or there's, there was less, you know, incidences and that was murder. Uh, which was, was down 7% from 2022 to 2023, yeah. according to your research. I think this is actually funny because, you know, sexual assault was up a couple percent. Aggravated battery was up 4%. Burglary is up 5%. Theft is up 15%. Dude, that's the one stat they're going to talk about on the news. That's That's the one stat that 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 Mayor Johnson is going to come out and say, hey, guys, look at what a great job we've done. We've reduced. And how how do we even know that some of those aggravated battery charges didn't end in someone dying and they just were classified differently to be able to skew the stats? You've absolutely nailed it because Chicago – Yo, so Brandon, one of the things Brandon Johnson has said is that our, our murder rate has gone down. So, uh, so, <laughs> so they had, uh, 697 total homicides in 2022. Remember that stat is from the first six months of this year. Correct. So Philadelphia, um, New York. It, so it's higher than Philadelphia, 516, New York, Houston, Los Angeles. They still have the hot. It's still the murder capital of the world. Yeah. But yeah, it's going down vi- seven. There's more gun violence there than anywhere in the country. And it's one of the hardest places to be able to own a weapon. Philadelphia. How does that make sense? Doesn't that tell you that the gun law situation, too, is crazy, right? right? It's like the more strict you become, how, how are you tout, touting this? Like, hey, we're going to restrict, restrict, restrict. But you have you're the you're the New York City. Did, yeah. New York City did the same thing. They said, hey, our, our murder rate is down so far from its peak in 1992, 
right? Like they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. saying it in the last 30 years, it's like the lowest, it's, it's, it's much, much lower than it was 30 years ago. Right. Whereas Philly just broke 1993's record. Right. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> and, and look, man, to be fair, part of this is no, population, I'm just, I'm right? The statistical stuff, you can manipulate it any way you want. hundred percent. I was just going to say, you know, to, to be fair, there's, there's a lot of people in these cities. When you start talking about New York and you talk about Chicago and you talk yep. about LA, these are the largest cities in the country, but you still look at the number of, you know, murders, for example, and some of this violent crime, even the theft situation, it, it, it looks different. And these stats of blue states and blue yes. cities versus red. Yes, it, it does. just does. Yes, it does. Um, and, and what's interesting is, you know, so his his so his response to car all the carjackings is to sue the companies, sue the car company. Yeah. Then he has then he has grocery <laughs> stores leaving in droves, right? Walmart, Whole Foods, whomever. So what does he want to do? He wants a government run grocery chain. Because government entities are so successfully and efficiently run. He wants to address food inequity. <sighs> Sorry. I hate to laugh, but I, I mean look, man, that's the other part of that people don't understand, man. Like I said, that the the punishment of the citizens for by losing access to these places. I mean, think about it, dude. You live in an apartment. Let's yep. say let's say you're okay, let's use this as an example, and this is maybe a terrible scenario, okay. but let's say I'm a seventy three year old widow. Yep. Woman living on my own in an apartment. And my grocery store is right down on the street corner. I'm able to walk downstairs, go down block and a half, get my groceries, walk back home. I don't have to drive. I'm not, you know what I mean? Yep. That's, that, that's part of your cost of living structure that sure. allows you to operate within an urban area. As a right? 73 year old widow. hundred yep. percent. Yep. Now all of a sudden that grocery store closes because of crime. It's gone. Yep. And now the next one is seven blocks away. Yep. And you got to take the bus or, or you, you got to hump it. Figure out how to get a car right. and where you can park in Chicago or yep. in Manhattan or, you know what I mean? Yep. These places, whatever, you know, New York, whatever it is, the Bronx. Um, I mean, dude, that again, this, this, the, what the disservice it's doing to the citizens and their ability to live and function successfully, there's a trickle down effect for this yep. that goes way, way deep. That is, doesn't show up in any of these statistics either. That's true. It's true. Uh, in my opinion. Right. And again, that's maybe an, it's qual- it's quality an tangible item to discuss. I mean, we, we talk about, you know, cost of living, what yeah. about quality of life. Absolutely. Well, and again, right. that has to do with cost too. Yeah, true, you know, us. you yeah. got to get a bus yeah. pass or yeah. you now you're and, and again, the time, imagine like, Hey, your only time to go to the store is the, the, you know, you got two hours or if you get off work before the store closes and all of a sudden you can't make it because by the time you get home and you got to catch that bus. And I mean, dude, there's so many scenarios you could throw into that situation, yeah. but yep. that's the type of stuff that I sit there and go like, you know, having that to me living in a big city and I, you know, I lived in Phoenix and I've lived in some, some, I mean, and, and it traveled all over through lots of metropolitan sure, areas sure. in my work, work career. That's the benefit of being in one of those large metropolitan areas is you have so many things at your fingertips and you don't have to go far to get most conveniences, right? It's all kind of stacked on top of each other there. And you got all these options within a very small radius. When the businesses on the bottom levels of all those big high rise buildings start to disappear, where do people go to get those things? What do they do? Cost them more. It costs more. There's time situation. All of a sudden now the, the value of the, the properties go down because it's inconvenience, right? There's this massive 
there's a massive consequence, man, for yeah. when that starts to happen. We're seeing, we're just on the tip, bro. I know, but this brings it back around to your, your, you know, what you floated earlier about these prosecutors. Yeah, you know, in these in these larger cities, just yep. taking it taking it easy, you know, not you know, cashless bail. And I think I know we're up on a break. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into that when we come back, and then I'll get to that colorful conclusion toward the end. Absolutely, man. Sounds great. So quick break. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll be yep. right back. All right, man, we're back after hey, we're back. a quick break. Hey, we're back. That was a brief break. We yeah. got a lot of stuff to do today. That's right. A reminder to everybody, though, while 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 we have the time, yeah. you know, watch us on Spotify. Why not us? You know, why not us pod.org is our website. Oh, I want to bring something about yeah. that. You know, when you search why not us, all capital letters yes, will get right. you to our, our podcast because there are other podcasts with similar titles and other names. So if you, if you capitalize why not, uh, why not us on Spotify, it'll be much easier to find our specific pod yep um idle time productions for the youtube that's correct um, yeah so anyway so let's get back into this dude because this is a really interesting and, and i've kind of we kind of went down a rabbit hole or i at least kind of went down a rabbit hole with a couple of these points but there's so many statistics here man that are just kind of jaw-dropping as far as the amount of crime that's that's yeah. occurring we're talking about how large corporations and companies are leaving blue states and blue cities due to things like crime policies red tape all those things um and one of the things I was about to say before, and I, I said it when you and I were on the break was, you know, we were talking about how um, consequences and punishment for some of these crimes has been greatly reduced in some yeah. of these these blue cities, especially right. Yep. Yep. Uh, Chicago being a uh, there's a very prime example, a, a prime example. And some of these crimes that they've kind of uh, taken away the ability to be incarcerated over are really kind of jaw dropping and scary. But that being said, you know, do you think there's any chance, man, that because when we talked to Baca, they talked about that's bikers against child abuse, which is going to come out the same day that we're the same time frame that we're recording this. Right. Uh, so this will come out later. But one of the things that they brought up was how uh, how difficult it was to deal with the judicial system when kids were going to court mm -hmm. because of the hangover of getting a hearing COVID. because of covid. Yeah. You know, is that part of this, Mike, where these guys are going, hey, we've gotten all back to they shut down essentially the judicial system right. in a lot of these cities for a period of time because of covid. And they're saying, they're going, well, we don't want to deal with this backlog. So let's just make these non punishable crimes as it relates to incarceration so that we can just find these people and get their paperwork out of the system. I mean, is that is that part of this? Yeah, it could be. But I, I have no idea. I'm just I, asking I, the question. Yeah, I, I just if it were right, if that yeah. were the case. It would seem to me that once you cleared the backlog, you would go back to, you know, doing what you always did. But isn't that kind of like what we've talked about before? Like once you get to a certain point, you don't go backwards. Okay. It's kind of like you raise taxes. True. They never really seem to go back down. True. You know? like, isn't that still like, well, hey, this made my life a lot easier. I'm processing a lot less. Yeah, shit. But if you, so, so what you're saying is, you know, pre-COVID, you assaulted somebody. You were detained. You go out on bail. Then there's a backlog. So they say, "Hey, here's your here's your punishment." Yep. Right. Whatever that was. And yep. no, no jail time, but here's your punishment. Yeah. Right. So so that worked because of COVID. So now, if you assault somebody, you it's cashless bail, and you can just go on your way and don't have to show up, and you're fine. 
I'm just bringing I, up the point, I, man. I, I'm just, I'm just bringing I mean, up the point. Uh, yeah, no, so. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just uh, that, I, that I'm aside, skeptical. man. Neither here nor there. Again, yeah. and I, it's totally the random thought, but but there is compounding issues a lot of times with these types of of topics. Right. You know, there's right. there's a lot more here than just right. the statistics of kind of how we've gotten to here. I think. Yep. Um, and I can but, see where that would be a situation where somebody goes, "Hey, yeah. this thing is too. It's we got three. We're backed up three years in, in hearings and the ability to get somebody into court." And again, not to say that that's going to happen with somebody for murder, but you get somebody in this, you know, what's what are some of these charges that we talked about in Chicago, you know, aggravated assault or aggravate, aggravated battery or theft. Yeah. Yep. And guys are going, well, let's just fine them, you know, and just let them go on their way. So we don't have to get them stuck in the court system for two and a half years right. while we wait for this backlog. Right. I, I don't know. I think it's a viable point. So, so I wonder then, you, I mean, your point earlier um, about you can manipulate the statistics and the data any way you want. Sure. So I wonder if that wasn't used by a bunch of people to get into the position that they're in today, i.e. some of these some of these progressive DAs, yep. right, to get into that position because you're using data that is skewed. Yeah. And you're, yeah taking, and you're taking data points that applied maybe during COVID, but they don't apply during normal times, for lack of a better term. Yeah, And, and look, Mike, we've talked about, you know, we, we had the discussion about, you know, schools versus the prison system. We talked about the prison system right. and the private prison right. system. I am I'm a I'm a believer, too, that there's crime related to that situation where there is there is there are crimes being committed that to me in no way, shape or form should result in prison time that people have lobbied for those to become prison time crimes so that they can fill up prisons and they can get paid. I mean, this is a very corrupt situation all the way from start to finish so, and front to back. So a lot of the, a lot of the new progressive policies have been, uh, you know, relative to urban disorder, mass shoplifting, open prostitution, drug markets, and in some cases, record numbers of shootings and murders. But a lot of that is so if you if you if you're part of urban disorder, so you're protesting and you you're throwing rocks through buildings or you're, you know, you're decimating store fires, store yeah. fires. Right. I mean, you're not getting held. You're it's cashless bail. Right. Mass shoplifting. You see, uh, we talked about this before. You see these mass groups go into Apple stores and Lululemon stores. Right. Yeah. You know, open prostitution. Well, sorry, but we don't have any room for you. So just go on your way. Go right back out to the corner. It sounded terrible, but anyway, right. So, yeah. you know, and drug markets like Portland, you can do anything you want where it's Philadelphia is the same way. Do anything you want, wherever yeah. you want, just because. And Portland's one of those places, man. I used to love Portland. I well, went there for work. I had, a, I had a large client there, uh, based in Milwaukee, Oregon. And, and I remember going out there, you know, this has been, I mean, gosh, yeah. you know, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. 12 years ago. Um, you know, loving that downtown area, lots of cool little brewery shops, live music, you know what I mean? Just a dude, most of those places are closed uh, and, yeah. and there's homeless guys camped out in the stoops of the, the shops. And yep. you know what I mean, man, it's so just I, totally different. So while I, you know, a, a small piece of me agrees with, look, if you're, if, if you're, you know, urban disorder, if you're disorderly conduct, right, you shouldn't be held for, you know, $5,000 bail. And you should, there's a part of me yeah. that thinks that, but the problem is a five year prison sentence, right? right but it's for, a, but it, depending but on the, the level, it becomes this revolving door because once you get away with urban disorder, once you get away with mass shoplifting, once you get away with doing drugs in the open air, what's next? Right. And yeah, you, where does it stop? Where does it stop? 
right? So, so, and, and what programs are there that, you know, that, that, that puts you back in your place? If there's no accountability, if there's no consequence, right? What you just get become emboldened and you do more. Yeah. And yeah. these progressive DAs, and there's a bunch of them, right? Like there's, there's, you know, Gascon in, in LA, Boudon in, in San Francisco, Fox in Chicago, Krasner in Philadelphia is probably the worst. They tried to, they tried to, uh, impeach him yeah um mosby in baltimore gardner in st louis rollins in boston right like all these soros backed by the way you talk about big money but these soros backed da's are uh, it's cashless bail it's it's this revolving door it's what it's it's everything's racist so let's not like get too too far down on it's come on yeah absolutely man it's just because it just emboldens people to do more and more and more yeah and look man we've i've complained and kind of bitched about the fact that i think there's a lack of rehabilitation within our our correctional facilities i think that's a true statement it is but i do think that having a having consequences for your actions definitely is a wake-up call for a lot of people especially at a young age to be like oh my gosh i don't want to live this life that's right or you know jail sucks even dude i mean i you know i was arrested for minor stuff as a kid doing stupid things i remember going to jail for two or three days i think the longest i was in was five days and dude i about shit myself yeah i remember my dad left me in one night i was like fuck this you know (laughs) but but again that that was a that was an aha moment and and honestly dude i made a lot of steps to change my life after that situation just knowing it scared me enough and again you know, I, I wish that there was a, a more effective rehabilitation uh, process that was included in our correctional facilities. But the fact is, is that sometimes, dude, all people need is just the, the fear, yeah. uh, you know, kind of put in their eyes of I don't want to live in a, in a box. Yeah. And I just there's there's been two incidents recently and it's it it it, it, it blows my mind. You've got the one guy, um, and I, I don't remember the name, but he was killed with a knife at 4 a.m. coming home from a wedding, right? Okay, okay. And, and in, in, in New York, right? Okay. And all the people around him said, well, because he was a social justice warrior. That's, you know, that's who he was. Okay. And so all the people around him said, no, he wouldn't want that person prosecuted. He wouldn't want to send that person to jail. He want that person to get help. Mm. really you're going to talk for for someone who's dead not to I mention bet, i wonder not, if that's what the family said yeah i i don't know but uh, i mean knows? that's one incident the other incident is the congressman got carjacked in dc yeah yeah remember yeah, the democratic that? from texas the democrat from texas congressman got uh henry cuellar yeah got, got carjacked yeah. in dc <laughs> yeah stole his phone funny, as well yeah. As, yeah i mean but will they wake up or right. is this the ideology just so built in at this point that it's never going to get shaken loose. Well, dude, remember when, you know, the huge defund the police situation was was really getting pushed, you know, after the George Floyd scenario happened yep. and there was a huge uprising. And, and again, some of that for good reason. I think there was, that was an eye-opening situation for a lot of people to be like, holy shit, what's going on? Right, right? right. And I think that was needed in some levels. But when it started to get out of hand, and then you had politicians pushing this defund the police, you don't need them, and people started rioting, then all of a sudden they wanted protection. right. And right. it's like, well, wait a minute, you're, you're telling me over here that we don't need police officers, but yet you want them yep. to protect you yep. in an uprising. You know, so, so <laughs> it's got to be all our, you know, and, and, you know, so, isn't what, that so hypocritical. Let's bring this back to the, you know, kind of the blue city, blue state to, to red state stuff. Okay, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so Chicago, again, they had, they, there was a, there was a congressional hearing. It was called an open hearing. 
Yep. Right. And a lot of people have said that the worst people affected by all of this crime and all the looting and the carjacking and all of this stuff are people of color and minorities and people who are less advantaged. Right. So yep. a lot of people, I mean, every talking heads, you know, experts. Oh, yeah. Whomever, that's yeah. what they're all saying. But you had in this open congressional hearing a whole bunch of people who live in those neighborhoods who were who were white, who were Hispanic, who were black. They were all screaming their heads off that whatever. I remember one lady said, whatever scraps we used to get, you you don't even give us those scraps anymore. We get nothing wow. from you. Wow. Right. So the very people that they're claiming to advocate for, right. who they're claiming have been disenfranchised, who they were actually doing something about when they were holding crime down. Yes. Now, because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to be softer on it, to be to be more progressive and more caring about society and more, you know, less less imaging about society is one of the things they call it. Right. So, but, but they're, they're hurting the very people that are law abiding in the same communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. How does it make sense? Yes, it, it doesn't make sense. And, and you see some of these additionally disproportionate statistics show Correct. up, right? When it comes to minorities and it yes. comes to some, and people are pointing the finger at everybody and everybody's saying, this is the reason this is the cause. Let's talk about some of that, right? There's right. some really disproportionate, you know, when it comes to violent crimes and it comes to some yep. of these things, prisons are filled with, you well, know, we talked about minority. Uh, yeah, folks, I mean, we, right? we, we, we've talked about mass incarceration. We talked about the spike in the 80s and the 90s. Right. Yes. Yep. Of, of, the, of, you know, across racial lines. Yes. Right. And it was it was completely out of line. 100 percent. Right. So let's fix that. Let's not just swing that pendulum all the way to the other side and say, no, that was very racist. And I'm sure a, a bit of it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? But then let's not swing it to the other side and say, now, anything against that, that particular ethnicity is racist. Uh, again, how, where, does does the, where does the common sense middle of the road solution come Correct. in of going, okay, how do we put some boundaries in place? How do we protect our citizens and make sure that we're allowing businesses to function and be successful, yep. Yep. not overregulate people to death, but also that you have to have accountability for that yeah. to take place on some level. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's so true. And so I, you know, in concluding this, right. So here's what I found. This is really, really interesting. Okay. We, we do see, we see an exodus of, corporations, companies, businesses from blue states. Yeah. We see that because of crime and stores leaving and things like that. Yeah, right? there's evidence. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times we just say they're going to red states. Yeah. Right. You said earlier, well, these red states are typically much more second amendment, pro second amendment, pro gun laws, what have you. That's a safe statement. Yep. Right. So, so take Arizona, mm-hmm. right. What was named take Dallas, right. Mm-hmm. Take North Carolina, Right. Take Florida. Dallas right? is a city, not a state, by the way, but it's in Texas. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. It's in Texas. <laughs> right, right. You don't make those mistakes as often as I do, so I have to call it. <laughs> so anyway, so so take take that. Yeah. T- take that dynamic. Right. These people are leaving Chicago. They're leaving Philadelphia. They're yes. leaving D.C. They're leaving New York. They're leaving Seattle. They're leaving Portland. They're leaving L.A. They're leaving San Francisco. The Twin Cities. They're leaving right, Boston. Yeah. They're leaving Minneapolis. Right. They're leaving these places. Yeah. And they're going to red states. But you know where they're going? They're going to blue cities inside of red states. Uh, okay, here's what I want you to think of. North Carolina, uh, Raleigh. Florida, Miami. Arizona, Phoenix. Right? Texas, Dallas. That's where I was going with that. Right? I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's where they're going. Think of Texas, Austin. 
the probably the bluest city you could find. Yeah, wow. Right? Yeah. So there's so these these people and these so the companies are leaving and going to red states, not necessarily to these blue cities, but a, a good chunk of them are. Sure. And the people who are moving, who are leaving those cities I just named off, and I won't do it again, but they're going to these blue cities inside of red states. Yeah. There's a very interesting push and pull dynamic. Yeah. In a Phoenix where I live, or in an Austin, Texas, or right. in a Miami, or in a Raleigh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very interesting dynamic where the state is very pro-business and they lots of subsidies, lots of advantages, right? They put sure. the, the, and they make, and the regulations are low, make running a business much easier. There's a lot, no, not, not so much red tape. There's not a lot of overreach. Right. But then you have these blue cities inside of these red states, the, the ones I mentioned again, right? That have, they're pro, you know, they're, they're they're pro uh, LGBTQ, right? Yeah, pro they're, union. They're pro, pro union, right? Yep. They're they are you know they do a lot of things for cultural and societal you know you know measures. Yeah, right. They're considered to be they want to be considered progressive cities within it's, those red states, but inside right? of a red state. So there's a push and a pull there, right? And so what you have is you have you know the 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 leftists turned into a bit of the academic class, if you will. So yeah, more educated people are going to move to a uh, to a bluer city, right? Yep. And then you but you have this state that is more worker oriented right so that fits as well right yeah. so you have those folks coming in right and it just it's making for this massive population gain in blue cities inside of red states from people that are leaving blue cities and blue states very interesting it's, dynamic it, it's insane yeah, i would have never even thought about that part of it yeah because again you do you get i get stuck at the you know the the blue state red state discussion yeah. Right. Because it's simple yeah. and it's it's kind of what and, everybody throws at you. And that's right? why and that's why I said at the beginning this it's gonna get very colorful at the end because it's purple. Right. It's a blue yeah. it's a blue city inside of a <laughs> right. inside of a red Good state. For you, man. You know your primary colors and all that. I love that. <laughs> right. It's but it, crayon. It's, it's a crayon. <laughs> In the Marine Corps, that's all we were giving us. We are giving an M16 and crayons. That's all we were giving. So, but it's just a very interesting dynamic that, and that's why you hear, I remember the previous governor of Arizona was taking out full page ads in, in the Arizona Republic saying, we welcome you from California. We welcome you from LA, from San Diego, from San Francisco, wherever, right? Yep. But don't bring your politics with you. Well, they are. And of course so, they are. So these cities, these blue cities are getting larger. I mean, Phoenix, the sprawl is out. out it's oh, the urban sprawl is incredible. Yeah, it's right? an infinite so, amount of desert so out it's there. So be, it's becoming larger and it's becoming more populous with blue thinkers, if you will. Yeah. Right. So, so how does this? How does a red state? You know you know, push back against that, that blue wave, if you will, into, into blue cities, you don't, it, it becomes what it ends up becoming all blue. And then guess what? We it, have a flip flop, right? Correct. And, and look, man, here's what I've always thought is interesting is that if you are, you have gotten so frustrated with the policies within your state that you're willing to move, move your family, move your, yes. your career. These are life changing decisions. Well, sometimes, well, Why the, would you want to bring that with you? You're leaving for a reason. You're leaving because of some of these shitty policies that have been put in place that are causing you some discomfort. Okay. Good question. Good question. I, I my, my answer is, I don't know why you would do that, my, but my, but my, but my, a return question is, do these people really know it's because of shitty policies or the, or they live in LA and the cost Good just point. got so high, they can't afford it anymore. So they're going to go to Phoenix, but they truly don't understand go the root cause of why the Correct. costs have increased. That's Correct. a very good point, That's which is what we're point. trying to do with the podcast, yeah, just, right? Just do the research, man, and kind of understand. And again, there's more to this than even we could get into in, a, in an hour long discussion. Correct. This is a, there's a million variables and an infinite level of depth you could go into. And, and it, and we're touching, we were scratching the surface, right? Yeah, we are. Um, 
but again, there's enough evidence and there's a consistent theme here that's been going on, especially since COVID yep. um, of these people going, dude, I'm done with this. I'm done with somebody telling me what to do. We're seeing companies like the San Francisco business that we discussed in another podcast. Yep. What, what, that guy's been in business for what, 160 100, yeah, years? 165 years or something Ridiculous, like that. Yeah. right? Yeah. And they're like, dude, we can't do it anymore. Smith and Wesson since 1860 or 1854. Like, yeah, pre-Civil War era, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, and they're like, dude, sorry, we can't anymore. Can't like, are you kidding me? Yeah, if yeah. I was the state, I would be going to those guys trying to cater to them and say, how do we work with my you? hands and knees saying, please stay. Here's and, what, here's what we can do for you. Yes. Yes. And again, yep. Massachusetts, you got bosses, not a super populated state outside of, you know, these, these, again, the blue city situation yep. is, is the heartbeat. Um, but I just don't understand why you would want, you would allow, I should say right. it's the, 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 this, scenario where you're losing such a tremendous amount of revenue for your state tax revenue, you know, population. And, and that's where innovation. I, and that's where I asked the question is the ideology that baked in at that point. That's right. A great question. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that that's a, is that a, you know, is that something that becomes so ingrained that you just, you accept it, you, you come along with it, you agree, or is that a situation where it's kind of happening under the, behind the scenes and people just don't realize it's happening? Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to hear what people think about that. Yeah. And, and who, who is, who has moved, who's moved from a, a blue city, blue state to a red state, red city or blue city, right? right? Who's done that amongst who, who's listening to us and has seen some of the the crime or the the plague or what, yeah. whatever's happened in those places. I mean, the drug plague in Philadelphia and in Portland is out, out of control in San Francisco as well. Yeah. Right. So who's been there? Who's seen that and decided I'm going to move? I'm, I, I might move, you know, just 50 miles outside right. of the city into a more rural area because I still love my state. I still love the area. I still have to go into I have to commute into work right. or I'm just picking up and I'm going someplace else because I can work from home yeah. or I'm going to transfer or I'm going to change my career yeah. or whatever the case, because it's become such a, a, a burden. Yeah. On them I can tell family. you I mean, the Chicago discussion and we'll end with this because I think we're winding up. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, to me, I mean, the Chicago discussion is really relevant because we here in Cedar Rapids, where we are now, mm-hmm. is, you know, a three and a half, four hour drive from Chicago. Yeah. And so obviously you have a situation where there's a lot more opportunity in a city like Chicago than there is in Cedar Rapids when you're talking well, about today. population difference of. Yes. I mean, huge. Yep. Right. Yep. Now. You have these people, young people getting out of high school, going to college, boom, hey, they're chasing the, you know, chasing the money. They moved to Chicago. Did you have any idea how many of those people are moving back here? Oh, I, yeah, I bet. It's incredible. Well, there's what's, there's what's building the going on crime, everywhere around here. Right? Yeah. It's the crime. All of a sudden, the opportunities aren't quite as, and hey, the cost of living has caught up to that difference well, in what you can do in, in income generation. Well, look at, the, look at the tech world. Look at San Francisco, yes. you know, and how that place is crumbling. And so what do we have? We have places like Phoenix, which is the prop tech capital of, of the United States right now. And you have Austin, which is where all these programmers and techies and the, all these developers are going. Yeah. Right. So in, in two, again, red states, well, Arizona is kind of a purple state, but. A lot but, right now. But yeah, exactly. But I mean, a traditionally red state with a blue city and a traditionally red state with a blue city. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you, even the tech business is, and again, is it's getting like, hey, it, understanding hey, it. Hey, we want the benefits of the red state, but we still want to be able to call ourselves left. And progressive. Yeah. 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 Very it's, interesting. It's, it's man. interesting Very dynamic. Interesting. Yeah. I good, love it. Good discussion, man. Great discussion, yeah. dude. And thanks for pulling up so many great statistics. Yeah. That's an eye-opening thing to talk through. And, and, and what do you guys think? And have you experienced it? We want to know. We want some feedback. I would love it. I'd love to hear back. So, yep. all right, man. Why not us? Spotify. Check us out. Spotify. Why not all us caps. Pod, what, yeah, all caps on Spotify. Why not us pod.org and on Idle Time Productions on YouTube. Love it. Right. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Thank <laughs> you.
Oh!